and in the end this shall be for me sufficient that a marble stone shall declare that a queen having reigned such a time lived and died a virgin Queen Elizabeth I Welcome to the Revisionist History Podcast, where we set the historical record straight, no matter who it might offend. I'm Paul, and in today's episode, we turn again to a monarch of England. A while back, we debunked four myths about Henry VIII. Today, we look at his daughter, Queen Elizabeth I, one of the greatest rulers in English history. Born in 1533, Elizabeth was the only child of Henry VIII and Anne Boleyn. When Henry ordered her mother executed a few years later, Elizabeth was declared illegitimate and sent away. However, when her half-sister Mary died in November of 1558, Elizabeth became queen. She would reign for 44 years, see the defeat of the Spanish Armada, and sponsor a golden age of English drama and literature. Now, when it comes to Elizabeth I, debunking most myths about her is quite simple. Because unlike the myths that grew up around her legendary father, the fallacies handed down about Elizabeth are, by and large, so outrageous that they're laughable and have taken root only at the fringes of historical scholarship. The most outrageous of these myths is that Elizabeth died as a young child and was replaced with a young boy by her nurse. The conspiracy theorists that buy into this nonsense claim it's the reason Elizabeth never married. Since she was really a man, she couldn't very well take a husband. The likely genesis of this fantasy is simply a case of chauvinism. The idea that a woman could rule an empire for four decades was just too much for some to wrap their heads around. Interestingly, one person who believed that Elizabeth had been replaced with a man was Bram Stoker author of the Dracula novel. Clearly, vampires weren't the only fictitious things Stoker bought into. Another more popular myth, at least in some circles, is that Elizabeth I was actually the author of William Shakespeare's plays. This wild theory sprang up not so much because of Elizabeth specifically, but because of the effort, almost since the moment of his death, to attribute Shakespeare's plays to anyone except the bard himself. Other names put forward by the will deniers include Christopher Marlowe, Francis Bacon, Edward de Vere, and much to my surprise, me. Well, I'm actually kidding about that last one, but it's no more outrageous than the others. The reasons so many educated people question Shakespeare's ability to have written the plays very widely, from initial jealousy at his success by peers to disbelief that a relative nobody could be such a genius. In any case, while Elizabeth was educated and a supporter of the theater and Shakespeare himself, there's no evidence she ever even attempted to write a play, and several of Shakespeare's plays were released years after her death in 1603. Another less well-known myth is that Elizabeth was a suspect in the death of the wife of Robert Dudley, Earl of Leicester. 
Dudley was perhaps the favorite of all Elizabeth's many suitors, and he is widely considered to be the love of her life. His wife died after falling down a flight of stairs, which under normal circumstances would have left him free to marry Elizabeth had she so chosen. However, in spite of an inquest finding the death accidental, rumors flew that Dudley, not Elizabeth, had actually murdered his wife. In the end, the simple appearance of any impropriety prevented a marriage from ever taking place. Staying on the subject of Robert Dudley, another outrageous myth that refuses to die out completely is that Elizabeth had an illegitimate child with him and that she somehow managed to not only keep the pregnancy and birth a secret, but kept the child a secret her entire life. The notion that a queen, who lived her life surrounded by ladies-in-waiting, courtiers, diplomats, and nobles, many of whom actively sought her removal, could keep any of this secret is beyond ludicrous. Finally, we come to the greatest myth that, in reality, is not a myth at all. If that sounds confusing, stick with me. Elizabeth has gone down in history as the Virgin Queen, not just because she never married, but because she allegedly never even took any of her suitors or court favorites as a lover, unlike the reportedly voracious Catherine the Great of of Russia. Elizabeth herself advanced this narrative, as seen in the quote that opened this episode. But both during her reign and in the centuries since, people have found this chastity hard to believe, and thus have started the myth that she was not the Virgin Queen. Elizabeth has been linked sexually with everyone from the previously mentioned Robert Dudley to the Earl of Essex, to Robert Devereux, to Sir Walter Riley. As a result, the myth that the Virgin Queen was no virgin has taken hold with many, including reputable historians. The problem is, there's no evidence that any of this is true. She did have favorites, like Dudley, and was reportedly a shameless flirt. But as with the idea of concealing an illegitimate child, the likelihood of concealing an affair in the spotlight in which she lived, with enemies everywhere looking for any way to discredit her, especially the Catholic King of Spain, is beyond believable. Like the rumor that she was actually a man, this rumor turned myth stems from the inability of the men of her time, and even of our time, to fathom the idea of a powerful woman who had no need of a man. Misogyny is clearly nothing new. Elizabeth was, in fact, the Virgin Queen. So that's four myths about Elizabeth I, and one myth that's actually true. She was a fascinating monarch in a pivotal time in England's history, and is rightly considered perhaps their greatest ruler. One last note for you historical movie fans. While the two films about Elizabeth in which Kate Blanchett plays the Virgin Queen are excellent pieces of historical fiction, they are, for the most part, exactly that. Fiction. The sheer number of historical errors in both films would take multiple episodes. I may tackle that someday, but not today. So just be sure to watch them with a critical eye. Stay safe, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to today's episode. 
I hope you're finding this podcast both informative and entertaining. If you'd like to help us keep episodes like this coming, please consider clicking on the support this podcast link in the show notes. It'll help us create more content and go a long way toward making this podcast completely ad-free. Thanks again.